0: This is so cool. It is such a privilege to be up here tonight. And Sophia, you have given me so much courage actually to be up here and to just speak. Um, It is so cool to also hear the way that God is moving in all these different missions. I just love that there's so many and highly, highly encourage you to be a part of one because you build a bit of a family in those missions and it's it's pretty special. Um, The word mission actually will not leave me alone. In fact, one of my favourite stories was when I was a red frog on my first year at Lawn, and two years earlier, I had actually been a schoolie there, and um, there was this one night where we were hosting a barbecue just on the streets and I think there was about 10 or 15 boys that just came over to me and they were like, oh, are you, are you Ricey's sister? And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, um, I am. Um, and they said that they actually played footy with Kieran um, growing up. And pretty much the story was that these boys had lost a bet and so they were going to be attending our schoolies Red Frog Chapel. And so we walked into the chapel and they're... Um, We walked in and I kind of said, oh, we'll just sit at the front, sit at the front. Not fully thinking that through because the minute worship started playing, they got out their phone torches and started like swaying side to side. They were screaming oceans, which I was kind of loving, but also like, oh my gosh, what is going on? Um, And then the guest speaker got up and he was sharing how his own story And he was sharing how there was a time in high school that he was in mentally a pretty dark place, uh, pretty much just ready to give up. And he got a really random text message from a friend, actually, to say, um, to invite him to a youth group. And he thought, well, I've got nothing to lose. And so he went to youth and continued to go to youth and pretty much said that Jesus saved his life in more ways than one. And it was funny because as we were sitting there, one of the boys turned to me, one of these footy boys goes, oh, can I, can I go to the bathroom? I said, yeah, I'm not your mum. You can go. Like, it's fine. <laughs> you can go to the bathroom. And anyway, the service wrapped up and he... Uh, I think I was helping pack up or probably talking to someone. And then we went back down to the Red Frog tent and three of the boys were actually there waiting for me. And they're like, Chloe, Chloe, Chloe. And I was like, oh, Okay. So how'd you find it? And um, they said to me, what was that? And I was like, I don't know, you you tell me. And um, they were like, I just had so many feelings. And um, the boy who went to the bathroom actually said that he had to go because he was about to burst into tears. And I just thought, like, they just, those boys encountered something so much bigger than themselves that night. And I got to play a small part in that and I feel so blessed for that. So what is mission? Because I feel like we say that word so much that it starts to lose a bit of like, what is it? Um, and so I asked Siri, and as you do, and she gave me a definition that described that a mission is the calling of a religious organisation, especially a Christian one, to go out into the world and to spread its faith. And then it actually had, you can see there in brackets, the Christian mission. I then, as you do, search for the Greek translation of mission, which, so sorry if I say this wrong, is apostoli, which means a sending or the sending. And when I was praying about what to say tonight, I just felt that God was pointing to the fact that the Gospels in the New Testament, the first four books um, in the New Testament, describe the narrative of Jesus' mission on earth. So, What is Jesus' mission described in the Gospel of Luke and what does that mean for us? I'm going to pray and then we're going to watch a short video and get back into it. Hey God, I just, I thank You for the opportunity to just um, be here tonight. I thank You for every single person that has walked into this space, Lord, and I just pray that we just have open hearts because we've got nothing to lose. Lord, I thank You that... um. You love and uh, you call us to love. And I just, yeah, I pray that that comes through as I speak tonight. In your name we pray. Amen.
1: And I have chosen you, 12, as my apostles. You're sending us? An apostle is the same as a messenger, one who... I know what it means, Matthew. That's why I'm asking. You are my leaders. And for this mission I have for you, it's best that you spread out and not be concentrated in one place. I... I don't understand. I'm going to go home to Nazareth for a time. And while I'm there, I'm sending you out in every direction, two by two, specifically to our people only. Every direction, Rabbi? Yes, but not to the Gentiles. Not yet. That will come in time. But to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Just as Joshua led the twelve tribes to take the promised land. You will proclaim as you go, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And while you are on this mission, you will heal the sick and the lame by anointing them with oil. You will cast out demons. You will Why, cl- What? Why are you all looking at me like that? Uh... Could, could, could you just repeat that one more time? <laughs> I'm sending you out two by two, proclaiming as you go, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Cast out demons. Uh, how soon are we talking about here? Ah, there's that word again. I'll get to that, Simon. Hold on. Heal the sick. Cast out demons. While you are on this mission, I grant you this authority. Someday, you will have it all the time. Was that a ceremony I missed? This is it. Don't feel any different. I don't need you to feel anything to do great things. I
0: love this video. Um, so it's based on the passages uh, mentioned in the Gospels, but in Luke verses 9 to 6. We read, so they set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. It's just so simple. Like here are these guys, the 12 disciples that Jesus recruits for his great mission. And I just, I love their normalness as well. I think I often forget when I'm reading the Bible that these were like your average Joe Blows, like these were just people. And they probably fell over and probably cracked a laugh and they just... Were people, and yet Jesus turns to them and says, It's your turn, go and do the impossible. And I love how they're also just casually sitting with Jesus, like just around a table, and it's just, it's such a beautiful image of what it means to be present in his presence. But we have to look at the entirety of what's happening here, because I think if I was in this situation, I'd be asking a lot more questions, but yet he still tells them to go. To fish for people. I invite you to read with me an earlier passage in Luke, uh, Luke 5, verses 4, where we read about the first interaction uh, Simon Peter has with Jesus. And Simon's in the boat, and we find Jesus teaching on the shore of the lake. And really, without any proper introduction, uh, Jesus speaks with authority to Simon Peter. He says to Simon, Push out into the deep water, let down your nets for some fish. Simon said to him, Teacher, we have worked all night and we have caught nothing. But you, because you told me to, I will let the net down. When they had done this, they caught so many fish, their net started to break. They called to their friends working on the other boat to come and help them. They came and both boats were so full of fish, they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he got down at the feet of Jesus and he said, go away from me, Lord, because I am a sinful man. And he and all those with him were surprised and wondered about the many fish. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were surprised also. They were working together with Simon. And then Jesus says to Simon, do not be afraid, from now on you will fish for men. And when they came to the land with their boats, they left everything and followed Jesus. You see, Jesus came to earth to preach the good news, to give people an understanding of the Kingdom of God and the eternal hope that they had through Him. And throughout the book of Luke in particular, we read how Jesus continued to love and to serve the impoverished, the weak, the hurting and the rejected in society. And I don't, I don't know about you, but there have definitely been times that I've felt that. Weak, hurting and rejected. And you see, Jesus' personal mission, we read in Luke 19.10, was to seek and to save the lost. In fact, Luke 3 verses 23 shows that unlike the, the family tree that is written in Matthew that goes all the way back to Abraham, Luke actually takes it all the way back to the son of Adam, and we all know that guy, Adam and Eve, and then to the son of God. And the purpose of linking His heritage, Jesus' heritage, all the way back to the Creator God is to, show that, is to show that God is a Father to all people. And therefore, Jesus came as His Son to make through His life, death and resurrection, He made a way for us to have a relationship with God. He made a way for all people. You see, Jesus was representative of the entire human race rather than just simply a member of the Hebrew race. Now, this looked different to what people at the time were expecting, especially the people that were following God's old laws. And because of that, they actually missed it. In fact, the Pharisees got so caught up in the power and the outward um, appearance of righteousness, they failed to be righteous in their hearts. See, Luke 5 verses 31 says, "Jesus answered them, "It is not the healthy that need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance." Luke 13:30 says, "Indeed, there are those who are last who will be first, and those who are first will be last." You see, we live in a world where the proof of your worth is found in money in clothes, in relationships, and status is necessary to be seen and to be accepted, even revenge has become normalised. But have you noticed how these things never actually fulfil? I love shopping and I love the feeling of buying a new top, but if I'm honest, it takes maybe one weekend and I'm already searching for the next. You see, Jesus' assignment... And the calling to his followers is to live according to the values of God's kingdom. And God's kingdom is not a fleeting weekend hope. This is an eternal hope. And many, unfortunately, and myself sometimes as well, won't understand it. In fact, people will say that it's foolish. But don't forget that God said that first. 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, for the message of the cross is foolishness, but to those who are being saved by it, it is the power of God. And the foolish thing is that whether you believe in the message of the cross or not, either way, it requires faith. See, when the disciples came back from going out, as we saw, this was, you know, before, and then they would have come back, some of them would have experienced miracles. Some would have had... A, powerful conversations with people but some would have also been persecuted for what they believed in. They probably had questions for why what happened did happen but they remained faithful. You see the kingdom of God is like a man who builds his house on a rock rather than the sand and when the storm comes the house on the sand washes away and the man is forced to rebuild and to rebuild and to rebuild. But the man who builds his house on the rock is secured because he is on a firm foundation. That's Luke 6, verses 48. Friends, let us build our houses on the rock, but do not let it end there. The Gospel cannot end in knowledge. The knowledge of the Gospel actually should propel us into action. Otherwise, it's not the entirety of the Gospel. See, I love, I love the opportunities that we are given when we're on Red Frogs or when we're on Beach Mission, but we can't limit the power of God to a week on Red Frogs or two weeks on Beach Mission. I also love um, the line in the video where he says, "I don't feel any different." <laughs> Sometimes I think we spend so much time just waiting for that feeling, you know, that really special feeling and those goosebumps or whatever it is. We miss it or we stay stuck. I'm going to say that again because I think sometimes we spend so much time waiting for that feeling, we stay stuck. See, what would happen ask this, what would happen if we became fishers of people and leaders of love in a world that is being built on sand, sinking in brokenness, in anxiety, depression and division? What would happen if we responded to the sending and became living reminders of the hope that is found in the living God, Jesus Christ, made available through His life, death and resurrection? So why not? Why not go into our unis, into our cricket teams, into our workplaces, because if not now, when? We have an opportunity to simply be a point of difference in someone's life. The message of how we love people is translated to the hope that we have found and that we walk in with Jesus. Again, this is the simplicity of the video, right? Being a people that not only sit with Jesus, but serve with Jesus. So maybe you're searching for something that lasts longer than a weekend. Maybe you're not sure where God wants to use you for His mission. Maybe you're feeling hurt because you haven't felt this kind of love before. All I ask is that you start asking questions. The mission of Jesus is found in His life, in His death and resurrection, and without the resurrection, there is no hope. The mission proved to us that He loves and when we admit through our flaws that we need Him, we can accept that love and inherit the kind of fullness that lasts well beyond a weekend. And when we begin to live according to His mission, He assures us in Isaiah 41 verses 13, He says, For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, fear not, I will help you. And that is a promise that there he will be living that mission with us. That is the goodness of his love. That is the goodness of his mission. So let this place be a place for the sick, for the anxious, for the rejected, for the hurting, because this hope is available for all people. And it needs people like you and me to do something about it and to make every day his mission. See, I don't know your story and I'm not going to assume what you've been through, but I believe that this hope is available for everyone. I'm going to pray. And I just invite you, if any of you have questions, just to ask, just to start asking because you've got nothing to lose but everything to gain. God, I thank you so much that you are a God that that loves us through our flaws you are a God who sees us at our worst and doesn't doesn't leave us there even when we make choices that don't reflect who you are or the goodness of who you are I thank you that you are a God who continues to love and continues to to show up for his sheep I thank You, Lord God, for every single person in this room and that You have a, because of Your Son, You have a mission for each and every one of us, Lord. I pray that as we go about the rest of our weeks that we would know that there You are walking that mission with us. And I thank You for the privilege it is to be a living reminder of the hope that is found in Your Name. God, You are a good God. And I thank You. I thank You that there is no limit to Your power. In Your miraculous Name we pray. Amen.